0: Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Stirista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their takes on the current challenges of the market, and we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Vincent and AJ chat with Taryn Raymond, CMO of FTD and Pro Flowers. She talks about how using different social channels helps achieve better consumer reach. Vincent boasts about New York's pizza, and AJ loads up on frozen shrimp. Give it a listen.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I, of course, am your host, Vincent Petrofessa. We are recording this on a Monday. This is how happy I am on a Monday morning, people. It's exhausting. I get it. But I'm happy. I hope you're happy. We're trying to make you happy with these episodes. That's why we do it. The Marketing Stir... Happy to have you here. Starista, first of all, wait if you're just tuning in to the podcast for the first time, and thank you. We appreciate that. Who who are we? Well, we are a marketing technology company. We own our own data, business-to-business data, business-to-consumer data. We help people get new customers by reaching that data with an offer. We own our own email sending platform, our own DSP. If you need to do connected TV, OTT, display, email me. Vincent at strista.com. That is how confident I am in our solutions. I just gave the world, we do have worldwide listeners now, my email address. The other thing who I'm confident in and is worldwide himself, loved in many countries, the US, India, Italy, and Germany. I saw that firsthand. People uh, came up to him. They know him there. I was like, wait a minute. I thought knew me they don't they know my ceo and co-host mr aj gupta what's going
2: on aj hey vincent i think i'm big in japan too but just throwing that out there yeah just you know just
1: adding that out there it's uh thank you for rubbing it in puerto rico as well you were just in and people are like wow you're the co-host of the marketing stir awesome and three people came up to me and said that one of them being my five-year-old son who's not in marketing maybe he will be he'll be inspired one day but what's going on? How was the weekend? We're just coming off a Mother's Day weekend. Great Mother's Day weekend.
2: Yeah, uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, one, I, I didn't realize how expensive the brunch was that we signed up for, but everyone had a good time. And uh, I had to go back and eat some more frozen shrimp just to get my money's worth.
1: Exactly. You got it. It was, it was pre-frozen. It's, uh, that's what happened. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you this weekend that brunch is not that much money. It, it's probably less.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I, uh, I actually went and asked if there were lobsters included that I could order. As well.
1: <laughs> That's it. You know, as long as you didn't bring your own Tupperware and try to take stuff out of the... Uh, <laughs> that, You can't do that. I, I, I've seen that done before. You can't do it. Maybe I've done it. Who knows? But yeah, it's awesome. You are coming up to New York City soon. We are going to meet with some of our amazing partners and clients and meet with some new ones. And we're even having a small gathering of people uh maybe this next guest will invite i i like her already we've talked to her so maybe we'll invite her if she is so grateful to uh accept she might be busy though because of you know amazing things happening in her life already but so yeah that's happening are you excited to come up to the big apple as they call it
2: i am excited it's been a long time and i know used to come almost every couple of months so i'm looking forward to it and uh besides meeting you uh, new york city food is hard to beat so hey, looking.
1: yeah exactly it's uh you know, it's a big change from the pizza that you guys get us there at in san antonio nothing <laughs> wrong with Domino's. i love Domino's <laughs> and pizza hut but now it's time for the real the real stuff but Speaking to the real stuff and speaking to so many things, you know, I, I think of this company for so many reasons, Mother's Day being one of them. But this organization and this person, I, I really enjoyed talking to Taryn. That's a uh, little preview there. But I really enjoy this company, FTD, Pro Flowers. Think about the importance of that during the pandemic, just even pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, just you know, the joy of receiving a gift. Uh, basket. A, uh, flowers. It brightens people's day. And, you know, obviously in the past few years, we needed it even more than ever. But I wanted to welcome our guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please, a warm marketing stir welcome to the CMO of FTD and Pro Flowers. Taryn, Raymond, what's going on, Taryn?
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here. It's
1: happy to have you. You are a fellow New York New Jersey In People think I'm from New Jersey all the time. I'm like, no, that was a TV show, The Jersey Shore, and I know I look like most of the people on that show, but I am uh, not from New Jersey, but I live right across from uh, from Taryn. But we don't know each other. We uh, we met, we, we sought her out because of the amazing work that she's doing, that her organization is doing. So, Taryn, tell us, for people who have not heard of Pro Flowers, which... That's ridiculous, you, you should have. it. hopefully you made the right decision with your flowers this past Mother's Day. If you did not, well, frankly, you got some garbage and your mother's really mad at you. So, but FTD piece of it, talk, talk to us just about those organizations there, Taryn, and then also your role within the organization.
0: Yeah, so uh, Taryn Raymond, Chief Marketing Officer at uh, FTD and Pearl Flowers. So I, I a couple weeks ago is actually my two-year anniversary with the company. So I lead all things marketing So, as well as uh, front-end websites, so content and optimization on both of our websites. I also co-own the Consumer Division P&L with uh, our incredible Chief Merchandising Officer as well. So for those who aren't aware of the company, uh, a little background. So FTD actually started in 1910 as a collective of florists who uh, wanted to change the floral industry. They wanted consumers to be able to send flowers and gifts to those who don't live near them? So back then it was it was done by telegraph. <laughs> so now, if you want to do that, you go to FTD or ProFlowers.com. <laughs> so <laughs> we've, we've come a long way. Um, but yeah, we have lots of handcrafted arrangements that are done by our local florists, who just really run the show. They're incredible, um, and then a variety of other different different gifting items as well that kind of ship directly to consumers. That
1: that's amazing. And yep, yeah, always. You know, I've, I've always known a pro flowers
0: and then FTD
1: as well. Right. There's like that certain symbol. Wasn't Is always a symbol associated with the FTD? Yes, it's, our Mercury uh,
0: man. Yeah. Yes, that's
1: <laughs> yeah the Mercury man. It's like that's that's I know that I think uh, so that that's amazing. And then, Taryn, talk to us about I, people love this question because there's so many people listening, either their entry level, their CMOs, CEOs, new students entering the field. How did you get into marketing? It's not always a clear path. If, it, if it's like, I studied marketing, I'm now in marketing. Well, that's unique based on the guests that we've talked to. Um, but tell us your story.
0: So I guess I'm one of those unique ones. Um, so I, I majored in marketing in college. I just was always really drawn to it. And my had a bunch of internships and such You know, when I was in school. And then my first marketing role after graduating was in the B2B space. Um, I learned a ton, but I just knew I wanted to get back into like retail, B2C. Uh, So I started at a digital marketing and e-commerce agency, launched a bunch of like well-known brands, first websites, first marketing campaigns. So I was like launching like email for Toomey, for example. It's kind of crazy to think about that now because it's just so ingrained in all of our lives. Um, and then from there, I, I went on to to the client side, so to all these different retail partners. Um, so most recently, I actually went to Tumi after working with them at the agency. Um, I also was at colhan previous to here, and it kind of led us led me to becoming a CMO here at FTD and Pro Flowers.
2: Aaron, tell us a little bit about you know your current marketing strategies, what channels uh, you guys are active in, and what's working for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much playing everywhere. Um, I I think one of the most important things that we're focused on is testing and learning as much as possible. Um, So you name a channel, we're in it. We're trying to figure out what that right creative is in that channel all the time, how to optimize them to really get to that right performance. Um, and so that's any new campaigns, legacy programs we've had on forever. Um, it was really important for me to create a team that was that was focused on that cons- consumer journey and testing into each aspect to really get that right mix. Um, so I think since I've been here, we've been just speaking this really great story to our consumers. Um, yeah, and I think I think a lot's been changing recently too, just with you know, the cookies going away, and I feel like social media strategies have changed so much. Um, You know, not that we're spending less, we're just spending it differently. So in these different, like TikTok, for example, it's something new that's actually been working really well for us. Um, So it's just, it's been fun to kind of watch that journey.
2: And you recently went through a rebranding. So, uh, you know, what, uh, what did that entail? And what made you go through that exercise?
0: Yeah, prior to the rebrand, I mean, FTD and Pro Flowers were basically copy paste <laughs> of one another. Um, it was really hard to differentiate the two, both from a consumer standpoint and then, you know, of course, just on the websites alone. So we knew we had to differentiate them. We really wanted the FTD heritage to shine through, too, kind of what I spoke through in my intro, that 19, starting in 1910, this amazing local florist aspect that just wasn't present. Uh, so we did that on the FTD side. Um, pro Flowers is is younger, brighter. Uh, we call it the fun side of flowers. Um, so we kind of differentiated them in that way. The product is different, and there's there's a lot more we're even working on on how to how to further separate the two, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, we've we've we knew we had to just just for a variety of reasons. Now, that that's
1: interesting. I, I, I didn't know that about the, you know the FTD brand at 1910. That's crazy. That's i love seeing that when you always see like a you know, bit around since like 1891 1910 i love seeing that because it's like okay this is uh this is legit this is real so i love that you've you know, been telling that story and separating it i want to talk about you know you said two years but uh how has the marketing mix changed since you started
0: yeah so it's changed very drastically <laughs> uh when i first started our our marketing was very much low funnel um, but just in those highly profitable channels. So we've been doing a lot more on new, ac- new customer acquisition. So playing in those, those upper mid funnel channels. Um, It also was just very siloed. So it it felt like the team was kind of working their own little bubbles. So if you were doing display, for example, they were only focused on how that was performing and weren't thinking about how it interacts with all of the other channels. So I sort of just restructured the team, what they owned, how they were thinking about everything. So that way we could really think full funnel. Um, And and again, implementing that testing and learn mentality too, which, which was really important. So it's, it's changed a lot. Like I said, it was just low funnel, so very few channels. And, and now we're kind of everywhere. Um, and, and it's been really fun to do that.
1: And Taryn, talk to me a little bit about, you mentioned some of those great brands that you were part of before and now an amazing brand as well. What were some of the things that you've learned, some of the experience, some of the traits, skills that you took from your coming up in marketing, if you will, from those companies to now that you want to share with people that really helped you?
0: Yeah, um, being on the B2B side at at the beginning of my career was really great because I think it kind of helped to see the other side of the coin, um, especially now that I'm running both B2B and B2C aspects within the brand. I'd say my biggest learning experience was that agency life. Agent, I mean, I tell anyone starting in their marketing career, if you can work in an agency, you have to work in an agency. <laughs> you, you just learn so much. It's so fast paced, but you learn so much and make all these great connections. And um, it's just a really great experience. I'd say also um, I built the uh, the digital marketing uh, team at Kohan and just building a team from scratch was just a whole nother experience to just kind of, you know, Learning or getting, you know, the right interviewing and and candidates in and making sure there was a mesh mesh just not only from like personalities but also um, skills and it was it was fun to do that and and see them thrive.
2: In turn, how has the pandemic affected the flower sales?
0: We were one of very few companies that actually did really well during the pandemic. Um, as was mentioned earlier, if you, you know, if you can't be with someone, you, you want to try to be there with them as much as you can. So they were sending a lot more gifts. There was also a much, a larger uptick in self-consumption too. You know, we're sitting at home, we were trying to decorate our homes with, with florals, plants, um, decorating their home offices. So the, it, we definitely, we saw it, it, our, our companies do really well, which, which was nice.
2: And how do you kind of look at uh, the marketing budget? Do you, emphasize more around certain holidays or does the spend kind of vary from month to month drastically?
0: Yeah, so our biggest peaks are Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. So we're just, I'm just getting out of peak (laughs) season right now. Um, Those are our biggest ones. And then holiday time, of course, is is big for everyone. But um, Mother's Day and Valentine's Day are huge. I mean, they're very floral focused. So, um, it you know, a lot of our budget and our, our, especially a lot of our budget and our campaign running is happening during that time. Um, But we use those off-peak periods um, to kind of get, you know, a lot more new eyes on the brand. And then, I mean, think about it, there's always an occasion. So, you know, there's always birthdays, anniversaries, anything else happening. So it's just kind of how we're shifting those occasion messages during peak versus off peak um, that we're focused on.
1: And Taryn, not, not sure how much you can talk about like the, 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 the nitty gritty of what happened during the pandemic as far as flower sales, or I'm just wondering, like that time was so important for people to still like you said celebrate and i didn't even think about like decorating the home office doing that to make it feel more comfortable but what you know did you have to overhaul the whole like shipping was it was it a, um an essential business were you classified as i'm just curious to see like and that's what right around when you started
2: mm-hmm.
1: around that time it's like oh hey welcome aboard here you go and so can you talk to me about like what you know, what that was like for you and what, what the organization was kind of had a shift. Like you said, uh, we talked about flower sales. We talked about the, you know, the great meeting behind it, but talk to us how you had to kind of shift and the company had a shift during that time.
0: Yeah, so we we had to make a pretty drastic shift. Um, a, a whole new executive team came in in the middle of COVID. It started. They kind of started in March. I started in April. So um, it it was a it, we came into a company that needed a lot of fixing. So there was that. While also trying to figure out how to redo everything. I mean, not only are we fixing the company, but then we're also in the middle of a pandemic. So messaging had to change. Um, how we're spending our dollars had to change. It was just a complete rehaul of everything that was happening. Um, You know, I think it was really interesting to to kind of think through that messaging piece for the pandemic, Um, you know, it was being sensitive to the fact that people weren't able to be together. So kind of leaning in there and and talking about how we can help them to be together from afar. And then that self-consumption piece was honestly a a part of the business that wasn't really tapped into previously. We're much more known for gifting as opposed to self-consumption. But it became such a trend that it was like, we should be leaning into this too. So um, I'd say not only tactically changing everything, but like mentally trying to get the team to think differently about how we how we run the business was was huge during that time frame.
1: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And I feel like we've had a lot of organizations on the podcast. And we started this podcast in, in March of 2020. And there are organizations where they have on, we're like, well, you know, yes, um, our business picked up during the pandemic and that that's that's great because you were serving a great purpose and I think people needed that we talked to a, a variety of companies who who said that and they almost felt bad saying it I'm like well no don't feel bad saying because you you were there helping people mm-hmm. so I, I you know I love hearing that Taryn I wanted to talk about the B2B and B2C aspect you don't meet a lot of CMOs who are handling both and, or, or even organizations that deal with both. So talk to us about that. Talk to us about how, you know, the differences between the two. Just love to understand how you're tackling that.
0: Yeah, so uh, the B2C is, is pretty obvious. So the FTD and Pro Flower Shoppers. Um, on the B2B side, so I mentioned we have this collective of florists who are really, they're doing the the, the, build it, the arrangements um, for the florals and they're hand delivering them to uh, the end cons- consumers. So they're tapped into our network. And not only are we sending them these orders, but we're also powering their business in every other aspect. So providing their websites, their POS systems. We actually do marketing on behalf of them. So um, my team is doing that marketing on behalf of them. We're also doing marketing to them um, to kind of keep them informed on what's going on in the space, different trainings, things of that nature. And then also, of course, to try to get new members into our um, platform as well. So um, on the consumer side, you know, there's the ProFlowers FTD. We're testing learning over there. So, I mean, think about it. We've all of these different ways to kind of get these learnings. We have FTD, we have ProFlowers, we have the B2B, the B2C. So it's like, The teams are working really, really closely together to kind of tap into what's working where and how we can translate that into the different areas. So I think that makes it a little more fun and and kind of a good reason for it all to to sit in the same place.
2: And one of our staple questions is around LinkedIn, given your title and where you work. I'm sure you get a lot of unsolicited messages. So you know, what's one that gets a response from you? And uh, more importantly, what's one that really annoys you?
0: um one that gets a response i'd say but when they're very clear about what it is that they're trying to sell and what they're trying to uh, to talk to me about um and i'd say what what's annoying is the opposite of that uh i actually i read pretty much all of them that come through um but if it's very vague and just hey let's set up a call and chat i'm probably not going to do that um i need a little more information about what what's going on so
2: yeah and uh what are some of kind of the interesting new channels that you're seeing are, are you seeing kind of direct mail is that still an important part for you
0: it is yeah i feel like direct mail kind of had this Lull, and then during the pandemic, it was it was one of those weird things that happened during the pandemic. It like shot back up, and um, direct mail does really well for us. It's something that we actually we always have on. Um, we do dif- we we do different types of targeting during different type parts of the year, but um, we actually find it to be really important for us. Um, I mentioned TikTok earlier. That's a, another one that we're leaning into. That you know, I I it's it's really interesting because it's just so different than all of the other social channels. Um, so that's, that's another one. And then we're really leaning into more, well, TV and radio have always been around. I feel like there's all these different, um, vendors out there now that have all these different offerings where you can track it more closely and just retargeting off of it and things of that nature, um, that we've been leaning into a lot more lately too.
1: Taryn, I wanted to talk to you about something where you you started, like you said, two years ago, um, CMO, your team. How how has that been? Because you probably didn't see everyone, right? So it's like you're just getting into this role and it's video chats, I'm sure. How did you uh, handle that? How did you get to know your team during that time? How has that changed moving forward? I know where where I feel like in New York City, our area, people are going out again. They're meeting people, conferences. Again, AJ can't go to a conference without 25 people coming up to him talking about the marketing stir. Me, apparently, I'm... You know uh pe- I'm, people are put off by me but hey I, i'll get over that but taryn talk to me about that you know that must have been a challenge in itself
0: yeah i would say that was probably one of my biggest challenges um this is my first c-level role i'm coming in in the middle of the pandemic so not only is i'm not meeting people in person um you know i'm being i'm, I'm in this company and I'm, I'm changing everything i'm changing what they're doing how they're thinking and they've never actually met me in real life. So it's a it's a weird dynamic to try to work through. Uh, Never mind all the personal stuff everyone had to deal with too. So I think that was a huge learning experience. I mean, I, you know, being able to bond with the team virtually, we just did everything on on Zoom. So to try to be as much face to face as possible. I tried to do, you know, those infamous happy hours, (laughs) virtual happy hours with the team to try to get everyone to bond. Um, I think we did a great job. I think everyone, you know, we we were very much mindful about um trying to not have zoom fatigue and things of that nature too so that way um kind of kept everyone's spirits up but we've we've started to do more in person so i've met i've been now i've seen the team a few times in person over the last few months uh we've gone to a few conferences uh we've we've had we've met in the office a couple of times now which was really exciting and, and we plan to continue doing that so um so yeah it was it was a challenge but i think i think it was for everyone so and where is the
1: office in New York City?
0: It's in Chicago, actually. Oh, wow, oh. nice.
1: So uh, you got to see people. That's what we've been doing as well. We've been getting getting together. I was just in San Antonio, uh, which is the time I like to go to San Antonio because it's freezing here in New York, so I'll go there. But AJ tries to drag me there in August, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's like 111 degrees. But so that's been great. Now, did, did FTD and Pro Flowers, did you, attend conferences meaning did you ever exhibit? Is there a particular conference that like is around your industry?
0: There are a few. So we do we do conferences again on the B2 C, so us going to learn about different new technologies and things like that. But then on the B2 B side, there are. Um, there's a bunch of like floral industry technolo- or floral industry conferences that, that we make sure to be a part of and attend. We'll do different um, seminars during them, kind of showcase the different technology we offer to florists and, and things like that. So yeah, it's, there's again, there's like that both sides uh, that we're doing on the conference too.
2: Karen, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, have you picked up any new hobbies uh, outside of the virtual Zoom happy hours?
0: Uh, I am I love the Peloton. Um, I'm a big Peloton rider. Uh, we were chatting before this call. I actually just had my son six months ago. So uh, there's been lots more baby things <laughs> than there has in the past. So that's been fun too.
2: Yeah, I actually uh had my first experience. So uh, we were at a party and uh, there's a ping pong table in my friend's garage and there was a Peloton sitting there. So turns out uh, you can't even use somebody else's profile. You have to uh create a new one and it's all password protected. So we we had fun with that. So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's fun. It's a nice, it's a nice way to to relax or at least get, get out of work mindset at the end of the day. <laughs>
2: I know you guys just rebranded, but any kind of big plans uh, for the next twelve months for marketing or the company in general?
0: Yeah, um, I mentioned we are we are gonna kind of continue to differentiate the brands too over the next few months, uh, which we're very excited about. Um, just some new things coming out that I can't talk too much about, but maybe everyone will, will keep their eyes peeled and <laughs> and see it as it comes out over the next few months.
1: Uh, Taryn, I I wanted to talk about we didn't uh, we yes yes we're getting more personal side want to know some more hobbies and interests but I want to you know talk about in your career thus far you mentioned some great things starting the you know the digital piece there rebranding websites but what has been a shining moment thus far in your young career where uh, you wanted to talk about it was a campaign maybe something you worked on and I would love to hear more about that.
0: Um, you know, oh, that's a tough one. I think in, in all of my different roles, I, I think there's been something that stood out. Um, so, you know, on the agency side, like actually launching these campaigns for the first time for some of those brands is just, it's, it's been really nice. Um, I, I launched a bunch of international stuff at Tumi, which was also a huge accomplishment. Um, I'd say, you know, coming here and in my current role and just flipping everything around um, in the marketing department in general, um, ball being remote <laughs> was quite mm-hmm. a large feat. Um, and the rebrands have been really fun to work and see come alive too. So um, I don't know, I'd say there's lots of lots of things within each of the roles that I've just been really proud of. And it's kind of helped me to get here, which, which has been great. Mm-hmm.
1: And again, we we have a lot of students who listen to this podcast, and AJ and I do a lot of work through you know the Marketing Club in New York and uh, Marketing Edge, which unfortunately just folded, but did a lot of great work. What are some skills, or what are some questions? Like, what do you feel like is the is the best way to break in to this industry? What's the some of the things that you would have done ten years ago that you didn't? Just advice for those students coming in
0: i would say you have to be ready to kind of take on a lot so that way you can learn a lot um i think there's so many different areas of marketing and and every brand kind of has their own way of thinking about it too that as as long as you're trying to get into all of these different aspects of it and learn as much as you can at every role that you have i think that's so important um, I'd say like trying to be scrappy too. I, I think I find like a, a lot of scrappy marketers are just are, are amazing. Cause again, there's so much going on in the industry's changing so quickly. You have to kind of quickly pivot. Um, so being able to do that in a low lift way is, is also a kind of a great, uh, personality tactic too.
1: And I like what you said too, before I said, if you can get into an agency, you work at an agency, like, I feel like that is the best way, especially in this area here in New York City. I feel like people work long hours, hard hours, and I feel like that—that's a great way to cut your teeth. I was just at an industry event the other day, and it was media focused, and I felt like I was the oldest person there. I got to tell you, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Whether you just like these just scrappy people just networking, and that—I think that's that—that's great advice there on the agency yeah. side. Talk to us last, finally, just, uh, so other hobbies. Are you, do you like, it? are you into flowers planting? Or you have a green thumb? What do you do? I mean, it's, you know, the area we work in doesn't really allow us to have a garden, but just uh, what are your hobbies? Besides watching Coco Melon now, I'm sure, and all of the, uh, you know, new mothers, and stuff that uh, is fun.
0: So is there like a level down from a green thumb? (laughs) I think think that's what I am. (laughs) Um, Plants I can kind of keep alive for a decent amount of time, but not long enough um I actually flower flower arranging uh, has been there was when we when I first started they would send like boxes of just stems of flowers um I for see. me to kind of like test and learn and like learn what all what all, all of them were and um are just designing different arrangements and that's been really fun um and I think I think I'm pretty good at that I I at least I I think so and I can keep that alive much longer than a plant
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah and we uh for me i once i had a few like i grow basil i'm mm-hmm. italian so i'm like i have to have basil but then when you have a plant and there's like 87 pieces of basil i'm like what am i gonna do with this <laughs> uh, but yeah that's that's my extent of it but uh taryn this has been awesome any closing thoughts any final remarks anything you want to add to you know, again more advice just uh, a, a closing thought
0: I'd say never be afraid to completely change things around. Um, I think the pandemic helped teach us that, that we had to think differently about everything. Um, and just now, again, as the world's changing and our, our the cookie world is coming, um, oh. or we're in it at this point, uh, ch- test, learn, do something completely different that you never thought you would do before. And the worst thing that happens is you learn from it.
1: Exactly. No, that's great advice. We always love to hear that. the The feedback we get from marketers is like, "Oh, we love that." You know, that ProFlowers mentioned TikTok. We didn't think that, and then TikTok, and then direct mail. Right? You one would think it's such a such so different, but it's uh, great advice. That's why we do the podcast. We love sharing those ideas with our listeners. Taryn, this has been amazing. Keep up the amazing work, FTD ProFlowers, the CMO of FTD and Pro Flowers. Taryn Raymond, thank you so much for your time. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta, internationally known. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much. Talk soon.
0: Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Stirista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir@stirista.com. And thanks
2: for listening.